0: And now Radio Maria England presents Questions of Faith. On today's Questions of Faith, we have got Father Stephan and... Father Tony Rogers, Father Stefan Park and Father Tony Rogers. Good morning, sirs. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. This is the, when we're broadcasting live, it is the day after our second birthday. Hooray.
1: Oh, Father Stefan Park, you were part of that original start, weren't you? I was, yes. I've been here a while now. Um, I was never expecting to be in broadcasting. It wasn't my master plan, but it seemed to happen.
0: Oh, it's Providence. And then, Father Tony, you used, if I remember the story right, I believe you had always kind of had this vision or dream of a radio or some kind of way to share the gospel. Is that right?
2: No. Who
0: <laughs> <laughs> told me that. Told
2: me no, that. But, I, but I have had quite a lot of involvement uh, before. I was a Catholic advisor to Anglia Television in the days when, Anglia TV was a separate company and did its, uh, produced its own religious programs. So I did that back in the 80s and early 90s. And then for uh, about 10 or 12 years, maybe more rather, uh, uh, I was involved in the daily service on Radio 4.
0: That's what it was, Radio 4. Someone said, oh, Father Tony, he is a radio man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, no 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 sort of burning desire to do any of it <laughs> happy to help but uh, but not. Uh... Not, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a bucket list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you both have certainly blessed us here with uh, the staff, the team, but especially the listeners and our Radio Maria community these last months, years, and even before that, blessing your parishes as well. So, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning. Mm. Pleasure,
1: pleasure.
0: So, before we get started, though, could you, Father Stefan, start us off with a prayer?
1: Oh, right. Uh, so, Lord, we we thank you for uh, your blessing towards us. We thank you you call us to serve. We ask you, Lord, to bless us now, particularly uh, any who are struggling at this time uh, uh, for whatever reason, through health or economic circumstances or, or family circumstances. We ask you for your blessing upon us. Uh, may we open our hearts to your Holy Spirit, which uh, helps us. To, to go through the day, which helps us to become fruitful, as you're asking us to. Uh, and we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Stefan. All right. So, listeners, here we go. This is a one, two, three, four-way process today. We've got Father Stefan Park. We've got Father Tony Rogers. You've got me. But it's going to be you guys, the rest of you, our community, that's going to give us the questions to get this program going. Questions that you may have thought about in school. You might have sat around in church and thought, oh, why Why does that happen? Or oh, what? This is your chance. And it's only through discussion, dialogue, asking questions that We become alive in our faith and become emboldened and smarter and perhaps even stronger in our faith. So I need you guys. You can text us or WhatsApp us at the following mobile number 0750-238-501. Five, zero, one, zero. There's another zero at the end. Now, for those of you, now that's, that's the shy way. But I know the Holy Spirit is like scratching at your back saying, no, 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 you should call in. Call in. Oh, what a birthday present that would be for Radio Maria if you called in with your question. And write it down. Got your pencil? Got your pen? Here is the number to call in to talk to Father Stefan or Father Tony. The number is? Zero two zero three seven eight one eight four two three. Oh, I know you in the car. I know you didn't get to hear it because so you just pulled over. Wonderful, wonderful. Here's the number just for you. Driving, getting uh, after you dropped off your friends from mid midterm camp. Here's the number: zero two zero three seven Eight, one, eight, four, two, three. All right. Now, luckily, we've gotten a few people to write in during the week with some questions. And this first question is brought to us by Robert. He was attending mass this past Sunday. And they've been attending mass out in the garden so that it's like uh, for people to feel safer. And one of the priests said "Ooh, coming up there is going let me read what he says coming up uh the obligation to attend mass is going to be reinstated at the end of november this robert says uh, confused me what is that what does that mean the obligation to attend mass is going to be reinstated father stefan can i have you start the way with answering robert's question
1: Okay, well, uh, as Catholics, we are obliged to um, go to mass on a Sunday, uh, and th- this has been a, a serious. This th- this would be a serious obligation uh, for all Catholics, and uh, that was stopped during the that uh, the the COVID uh, epidemic, uh, and it's now they're 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 talking about whether it should be reinstated or not. on the On the bishop's website, uh, it says that the the obligation to attend mass is going to be reinstated on the first Sunday in Advent. Uh, so that's as much as I know about that. I don't know if uh, uh, Tony, if you know anything more about that.
2: Not, not really any more about it. I think a couple of things though to say. The first is that the obligation to Not so much attend, because that sort of sounds a very passive kind of way of being at Mass. The obligation to be part of and to participate in Mass could not be fulfilled uh, during uh, some of the lockdown period. Uh, There was a time when Mass was not happening in our churches with anybody present. Some of us were live streaming it. And then uh, even after we were allowed back, it was recognised that quite a lot of people were vulnerable, uh, quite a lot of people were still apprehensive, and quite a lot of people were unable to come out. So for very, very sensible reasons, uh, the obligation was uh, was lifted um, during, during the lockdown period especially. Um, I think when it comes to reinstating it, it, it's important that we don't get into too much of a, a legalistic frame of mind because, in a sense, the Sunday obligation is about keeping the Sunday holy. And for some people, keeping the Sunday holy is and will continue to be um, joining in live stream because their own circumstances, their health, or whatever it is may prevent them from being there. And they can keep the Sunday holy by participating in Mass from a distance. I think what's been very interesting since the return to Mass has has come is what we've noticed is that people without the obligation on a Sunday to be there have gradually been coming back not the full numbers yet um, but but it's it's something which I think in in the hearts of Catholics is something that almost instinctively uh, if you are you know in tune with the church and normally practicing, it people were glad to get back to mass as opposed to being told you've got to be there. So I would hope that this, This return to Mass will continue to be part of of a process that's been underway for some time. But the, the, the technical answer is yes, it's not been reinstated yet, but it will be reinstated on the first Sunday of Advent.
0: Okay. Hallelujah. And it'll be great to start that time of our of our Christian calendar. All together, hopefully, if we feel safe and confident. And definitely, one way or another, we will join together with the Eucharist. All right. Father Tony. Father Stefan. Here we go. Next question. This is written in by Helen. Helen's written, I'm confused about Halloween, which is coming up this weekend, October 31st. I know in some parts of the church it is frowned upon to let one's children dress up and go trick-or-treating, that in doing so, in some way collaborates with evil. How harmless or dangerous is it? Should we be exercising caution? Father Tony, I'm going to let you start on this one.
2: Okay, thank you, Helena. Um, Halloween is All Hallows' Eve. It's the day before All Saints' Day. And Therefore, uh, in history, it was connected with a sort of anticipation of the celebration of all saints and a a prayer for all those journeying to the Lord. It's been hijacked in a number of ways by the commercial world. uh, So that, you know, you go down uh, supermarket aisles and you'll find... Uh, All sorts of of things to be bought, all sorts of food specially designed for Halloween, pumpkins galore. Uh, I was on holiday in the States some years ago around this time, and I know that they make a big thing of it there. Um, In our tradition, we have nothing whatever to do with any concept of evil that's i think a very important thing to say i do know that in some catholic families there's a a, a genuine attempt to try and celebrate halloween or hallow's eve uh, as as a as a christian celebration and to focus you know on the saints on that day i i think it's 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 one of these things that's not really assumed Huge proportions in connection with evil. It's more to do with sort of spookiness. Um, And I don't really know where that comes from. But I've never ever in my life got excited about Halloween, other than when I was a kid doing a bit of apple bobbing you know, which you did in a bowl of water and you tried to uh, pick an apple up with your mouth from the water and that was a bit of totally harmless fun Uh, and in a way it's a pity it didn't stick with that because, of course, the commercial side is just another excuse for spending money but uh, we don't, I think, get too angry or worked up. Those are my thoughts, Stefan.
1: Yeah, um, I, I was interesting, interested when you said that the, it could be hijacked. The festival could uh, the could be hijacked by uh, really the secular world, and this has happened in both. Uh, it's worked in both ways. I mean, we uh, introduced Christmas as uh, an antidote to a pagan festival of the the, uh, the, the sun worship. Um, this particular festival was. Uh, started um to to counteract the, the the pagan winter festival it was to try and Christianize what was a a, a, a pagan f- festival and it worked to a degree but it also works the other way we see uh, for instance particularly in Christmas how Christmas has been commercialized as we know and um the the, the uh, it, it can be so that it's just about presence and having a nice meal and, and family getting together, which is all great. But if, if uh, God leaves the picture of that, then it's, it's missing missing the point. And, and so that kind of aspect of uh, the secular world and the Christian world uh, uh, coming together uh, sometimes works to the advantage of one or the other. Um, and I, I, I think that that's why Halloween... Um, well, in itself, can be fun. I guess it's it's not something that I've really taken any note of. But if we can uh, try and keep to a Christian view and not to be con- concentrating on on evil things that that would be my my point of view on that
0: oh thank you for that father stefan and father tony my nieces and nephews actually went to their parish it wasn't on october 31st it was this week during the day Uh, it was during the day they had a all saints party at their parish and so everyone got to dress up in fancy dress as their favorite saint so do you think that's too much falling in line or is that acceptable
2: Nothing wrong, whatever in that. Nothing wrong, whatever. The great thing in the States is that celebrations like that in, in, in large parishes and with a lot of involvement already is something that uh, I know happens. And, and that sounds like a great idea.
0: I love it. My, um, one of my nephews kind of likes the gory stuff. So he chose uh, St. John the Baptist. And so he had, he he had like a body and then he had a head on a plate. <laughs> so he, he snuckily got in a bit of...
2: <laughs> there's, there's a very vivid imagination. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, I'm
0: very proud of him. Very proud of him. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father Stefan. And thank you, Father Tony. All right. I'd back. To
2: know what the head was. Is it a cake or
0: something? No, 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 no. What he did was, it's actually, it gets worse. So he took his little sister's uh, cabbage patch doll. So it's like a big baby doll. So it had a big head. So he just took that head and you can take it off. He took that head. And so it wasn't the correct size of a man's head, (laughs) but it, it looked like a head.
2: Well, it was presumably a girly doll as well, was it?
0: Well, you know, I think in a lot of pictures, St. John the Baptist has like curls and stuff. Uh, when, when you put enough ketchup on it, it you can't really make
2: Absolutely. out. Absolutely. <laughs> Well
0: done, your nephew. Little Noah, little Noah. All right. All right, community listeners, this is your time. I need some questions. We, Father Stefan and Father Tony, need some questions from you. I'm going to put on a song, a bit of a cheerful song for your Friday as you're moving about. But don't listen too hard because I need you to call in. Call in. Here is the number. Zero two... 03 781 again 0203 781 call us in with your questions or if you want tell us your thoughts on coming back to the church in November at the end of November Has your parish done it so far? Has it been working? What do you think? Again, give us a call. But for now, here is Breakthrough by Rose Awuku. when you This is Radio Maria, and this is Questions of Faith. Thank you for joining us. And I'm going to thank you when, whenever someone starts giving us a call for some questions. The number is 02037818426 three if you are listening to this as a as a rebroadcast uh, because right now it's live Friday between 11 and 12. if you're listening as a rebroadcast ah sorry you can't call in but good news you can always email us your questions at questions at radiomariaengland.uk or give us a text whatsapp all our information is on the website www dot Radio Maria england dot uk all right father tony and father stefan are here with us in the studio online sharing some answers to some of your questions we started off with obligation to attend mass has it been reinstated halloween what do we do and i've got another question written in from one of on our facebook page oh you can comment on our facebook page as well Ooh, lots of ways All right, so Father Stefan, we're going to let you start with this one, if that's okay. Okay. In the Gospels, Jesus says, the one who sins against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. What is a sin against the Holy Spirit?
1: Yeah, very good question. I've had people come up to me at times and and said, "Uh, I'm seriously afraid because I think I've sinned against the Holy Spirit. Does that mean I'm finished? And it's well that is a big big fear you have to see it in the context which which Jesus uh, w- was speaking to the Pharisees who were uh, um, they were completely against him and not moving on that and uh, as a commentary on their attitudes w- which were fixed in a particular way uh, uh, they were accusing him of uh, when he cast out devils, he was using the devil to cast out devils, uh, and he said, "Well, if, if that's the case, um, you know, if you're so impenetrably uh, fixed in that point of view, then uh, there's there's nothing to be done, uh, and uh, you're you're going down the wrong way." The Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, says in this in this respect, there is no limit to the mercy of God. But someone who refuses to acknowledge their sin and repent uh, rejects this mercy, and uh, if they very firmly carry that rejection on into eternity, then they, they will they, they will flee from God, because uh, God will be the last thing they want, uh, and and that's really the uh, the sin against the Holy Spirit is that firm and uh, unutterable, unchangeable. Um, determination to follow one's own way against God. Um, uh, now we know ourselves that uh, we can go down wrong paths and many people have done really seriously bad things but then they, they come to their senses. Something changes, perhaps someone has been praying for them uh, and something changes in their hearts and they recognise that they've done wrong. Uh, and that's sufficient to turn to God and re- and say, I'm sorry, Lord, and, Im- and immediately God will forgive uh, and, and so they're fine. But someone who is uh, fixed in their uh, desire to follow themselves and will not move, uh, if they carry that on into uh, eternity, then uh, that w- would be the sin against the Holy Spirit. That's my, my view on that. I don't know if you, you'd you like to say something,
2: Tony, on this. At Mass this morning... Our first reading was Paul's letter to the Romans, and in it, Paul was really quite anxious and distressed because his fellow Jews, and indeed members of his family, had refused to accept Jesus Christ. Now, instead of beating himself up about it and saying, well, I failed or I should have done more, Paul recognised, quite rightly, that people make their choices consciously and deliberately. And that this sin against the Holy Spirit is to do with choice rather than punishment. It's the, the choice that an individual has made to ultimately say, I want nothing to do with your generous and gracious love, God. I I, I don't want, you know, I I, I don't want to accept this because I'm not repentant of what I've done. So if you like, I've always understood this as being connected with free will and the ability of any human being at the end of the day to slam the door in God's face and to say, no, I want nothing to do with you. And that's our choice, not God's punishment. It's about what we have, the stand we've taken. And as Stephan, you rightly said, it's, it's, it's the refusal to accept that love and that mercy that is there, even if there's the tiniest chink in the armour of, of resistance. So, you know, the slightest sign that we might be open is always enough.
1: Yeah, another aspect of this uh, that occurred to me is that when when we're trying to follow God and walking in His ways in His light, we start to see our we start to see our own imperfections much more clearly, and uh, we we need humility to just to say to the Lord, "Yeah, I I have done that. I've been that that way, uh, and that's sufficient." Um, if we lack. That humility, if in our pride we, we say, no, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong with me, I didn't do anything. Uh, then that fixes us in a particular attitude. So I think uh, the, 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 the takeaway I, I take from this is that uh, we need to walk in in a humble way, acknowledging that we are limited, we are broken and we can do uh, we can do uh, things that are not right. Um, but that God is always happy to forgive us. God is always happy to fill us with His love, so that we can do what He wishes us to do, uh, and um, uh, and and go forward in a good way. So, uh, if we walk in in humbleness, then I don't think we have anything to worry about.
2: No, absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Father Tony. Fa- thank you, Father Stefan. All right, and thank you uh, for <laughs> for sending in the Facebook question about the sin against the Holy Spirit. All right, I need some more questions. I've run out, Father Stefan. I've run out, Father Tony. Mm. All right, listeners, this is your cue. Give us a call. The number is 0203-781-8423. I'll play some music so that you will have time to give us a call. shed has got a question for us coming up, but I do want you, I need you guys to ask questions too. Let's open up this discussion. Let's make it a community affair. Any questions for Father Tony, for Father Stefan? The number is 02037. 818423. This is Radio Maria, and this is Questions of Faith. Thank you for joining us on Friday, October 29th. If you are listening to this as a rebroadcast, well, you can't call in. But as this is live now, this is your chance to give us a call. We have got in the studio a young gentleman working uh, volunteering here with Radio Maria. Hello, good sir. What is your name?
2: My name's Hasha Joseph.
0: Hi, Hasha. Now why are you in the Radio Maria studio on a Friday during your half term?
2: Um, I'm doing volunteering for the volunteering section for Duke of Edinburgh.
0: <gasps> was it your idea or your mom? whose idea was it to do Radio Maria?,
2: uh, it was my mum's idea. She heard it from.
3: The
0: oh, Father Stefan, Father Tony, mothers always have the best ant- uh, suggestions. Is that right? Is that- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't disagree. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Oh, so thank you so much, hashed for coming and volunteering. I hope uh, I hope we we don't bore you too much. Uh, I hope you find uh, a nice community here at Radio Maria. Now, (laughs) Father Stefan and Father Tony, Hashed's got a great question for you. It's a tricky one. Go for it.
2: Uh, My question is, how should we all mark All Souls Day, which is next Tuesday?
0: Ooh, All Souls Day. Father Tony, what do you think about that?
2: Okay, well, that's a very good question. Uh, All Souls Day is the day after All Saints Day normally. This year it's not Um, because when we have a feast day like All Saints Day on a Saturday or a Monday, it's moved to Sunday. So we're celebrating... Actually, we're celebrating All Saints Day on Halloween. Um, So All Souls Day, though, is celebrated on the 2nd of November, the day after. And I've always... um, felt I've needed to say that it's not like uh, All Saints Day is about the premiership and, uh, and All Souls Day is about the championship. It's not first and second division <laughs> because all souls are referred to as the holy souls. These are the ones who who are destined ultimately to be sharing fully uh in in the life in eternal life in heaven now because we we live in a world of time we tend to think of things happening today and happening tomorrow but when we die everything happens in a flash and uh and 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 we are as it were with the lord but all souls day is about the need in most people's lives to prepare ourselves for what we call judgment, for what we see as being the end of our life. And the trouble is that sometimes people are caught unawares. Now, I don't know if you're like me and you're a very sound sleeper, but I know that if I'm ever staying at friends' houses, and they breeze in to the bedroom first thing in the morning, pull back the curtains and say it's a glorious, bright day. My instinct is to pull the duvet over my head and say, give me time to come round. I'm not I'm I'm not ready for all this light at once. And in a sense, that's what All Souls Day and what purgatory is about. It's the need for us to. be be made ready and prepared to see god in his full glory and that as long as there are bits of unfinished business with us then that's got to be sorted out so that's what all souls day is about and traditionally we we it in a number of ways there are three masses in many parishes on all souls day uh, for people to go to, and uh, it's also a custom in many places to visit cemeteries and graveyards. One parish I've worked in, we used to do this not on All Souls Day, but on a Sunday in November, we would go to the Catholic section of the cemetery, invite people who perhaps have been bereaved in the past year uh, to come and pray with us there, um, and But we wouldn't have mass. And that's because England is not a country where there are many Catholic cemeteries. Uh, Historically, uh, our burials took place uh, in penal times in the days after the Reformation in parish churchyards, and that was required. Um, So we don't tend to have many cemeteries of our own. We do have a few. We have some of our older churches with their own land have got cemetery space and I think that many of them might do a mass, for example, in the churchyard uh, on All Souls Day or in the month of November. But in Catholic countries, in France and Italy and Spain and places like that, uh, it is, of course, a very common custom for people to, to visit in droves. Uh, the Mexicans do it big time as well, the Day of the Dead. And uh, it it's, it is an opportunity to celebrate Mass. It, it's harder to do in a cemetery where Catholics may be scattered all across. It's easier to gather together for prayer if there is as there are in, in many towns, a Catholic section of the cemetery where people can gather together. And I know of one town near me where all the parishes concerned get together on uh, either All Souls Day or a Sunday in November Uh to, to come and pray together for their loved ones. So that's a little bit about what All Souls Day is about. And, and November generally is a month when we keep in mind all those whom, in John Henry Newman's words, we have loved and lost a while.
0: the Stefan, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Hey, well, that's that was a fairly comprehensive answer. Uh, maybe just uh, to, to say, well... Um, God does not wish us to be spending a long time suffering uh, as a result of the things we've done. But at the same time, when we get to heaven, we, we need to have processed all those uh, parts of our lives that, that perhaps were not processed uh, before death. And therefore, we, we spend some time in what we call purgatory to to, to, to do that. Uh, and um, But that process can be uh, speeded up through the prayers of our families and friends and so on. Uh, and that's that, that's an important thing, not to forget uh, those who have gone before us and to keep them in our prayers throughout the year, but particularly in the, the month of November, as, as Tony says.
0: A little follow-up question. Uh, there is some talk about uh, the MP David Ames and how he wasn't able to get last rights uh, before he passed away a few weeks ago. Does that does that stop you from going to purgatory if you get the last rites with a priest? What's the story behind that? I'm going back to Father Tony on that one.
2: Okay, yes. It was very sad that a priest was not allowed access to David Amos when he was so brutally murdered. And I think, among other things, it suggests to us that, you know, people like the police and and, uh, paramedics and various authorities need, as part of their own training, to be alert to the 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 religious needs of 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 all sorts of people of faith because there are things that go with tending to the dying and tending to people after death that are are very important for us and to find and to hear that that was denied is 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 actually something quite sad i think the other thing to say though is that the catholic church has never taught that our salvation is dependent on receiving what we call the last rites or the last sacraments uh it's not that it's not it's not a kind of shortcut because as Stefan said our lives if they need to be sorted out by whatever means uh, and it's not about punishment or fire it's about self-realization that you know we've been perhaps strayed from god in different ways and that's what we need to be corrected for us but it's we've never said that anybody who dies without the sacraments uh, finds that their salvation is in jeopardy and that's very important to hold on to simply because there are there are some people are who die or are killed in circumstances where nobody is available and around and it would be terrible if if as it were it were down to the priest to ensure that this happened because that's not always possible but it was it was a tragedy that access by the priest was refused to David Amos.
0: I do have, uh, I spoke to Joanna Bogle last night. Uh, She came to celebrate our two-year birthday and she did, she actually knows the priest uh, that was denied and she did share, he didn't go in, but he did stand outside of the crime scene perimeter and he and several other people were saying the rosary, praying for him and all those supporting him at that time. So I think if we can take away one thing from that is that we, oh, that priest was, was doing what he could in the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: absolutely.
0: All right, guys. Father Tony, Father Stefan, I'm going to give you a two-minute break uh, while I have a song on and open the studio lines. Uh, this is your turn, listeners. Give us a call. I think we've got time for one more question. The number is zero two zero three seven eight one eight four. 781 Two three. Now, if you're listening, you're thinking, "Nah, I won't call. Someone else will call, or nah, they'll have something." No, no. Let that Holy Spirit that's tapping you on the shoulder go ahead. Give us a call and and ask your question. Father Stefan and Father Tony love having this as part of their pastoral work and supporting and answering questions from folks. So again, the number is zero two zero three seven eight one. Eight four two three. And now here is one of our favorite songs on Radio Maria, Cornerstone by Hill Song Worship.
1: My hope is
3: built on nothing less. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but wholly trust in Jesus name.
0: This is Radio Maria and this is Questions of Faith. Now, we had earlier, we had Hashed who is volunteering here with Radio Maria, fulfilling his volunteer hours for the Duke of Edinburgh. Thank you, Hashed. And we also have a volunteer. Uh, Aileen. Hello, my dear. Hello. Oh, wait, wait. There we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So Aileen is is are you working on your Duke of Edinburgh too? I'm too old for that. <laughs> no, you're never too old. <laughs> but but you uh you go to which parish? Saint Philip Howard in Cambridge. Oh, very nice, very nice. And you are so far. It's looking like Fridays. You're going to spend some time with us. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's very fun. Oh, we love having you as well. So she's learning the board. Uh, she's 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 uh, she's learning a bit more. She's loving listen to Father Tony and Father Stefan. She's loving it, and she has a question. Here we go. Okay, I've got quite fond of some of the Old Testament prophets and I wondered, can we pray to them? Because I don't hear that ever happen. And um, are they saints? That's a very, very good question. All right, Father Tony, you're up first. What do you think?
2: Well, first of all, I want to say, Aileen, you're worshipping in a wonderful parish. I was the first parish priest of St. Philip Howard and it's a very happy time in my memory. So keep, keep with it. Great. I think that's one of the best questions I've heard on this program about the Old Testament prophets, because it's not something that is really aired very often. So when, when uh, uh, Elizabeth sent through the questions to me to have a look at before one or two of them that had come in, I was intrigued by this one and I thought, better get this right So I did look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And in paragraph 61, there is this really important statement. The patriarchs, prophets and certain other Old Testament figures have been and always will be honoured as saints in all the church's liturgical traditions. And I think to amplify that, there are churches in the world... I can't think of any offhand, but I'm quite certain if I racked my brain, I could remember where you will find statues of Old Testament figures like Moses or King David or Elijah. So to find a a statue of an Old Testament prophet is perfectly uh, in line with our understanding of these great figures and heroes of the faith, because So many of these Old Testament figures are are, are outstanding examples of faith and perseverance and heroic virtue in difficult times, and they're they're worthy of our prayers, as are the uh, uh, angels, uh, Gabriel and Raphael and and Michael in the Old Testament. And you can find online, and I, I did have a look at it, something called a prayer called the litany to old testament saints and it includes um, invocations of holy patriarchs and kings and women women and prophets and martyrs as individuals and as groups but what's important to remember is whether we are praying to old testament saints or christian saints what we are always doing is seeking their intercession not praying to them as we do to god in other words we are always saying to the old testament saints and to the new testament saints take our prayers to god that's why we say hail mary full of grace pray for us sinners pray for us now and at the hour of our death you take our prayers to the father okay so it's a great thing to pray to the Old Testament saints. Go for it.
0: Oh, Father Stefan, uh, do you have any favourite uh, Old Testament saints?
1: I I love the prophets. Uh, Jeremiah, particularly, he was just so faithful for forty years. He just s- spoke the word of God, even though he was hated and they tried to kill him. He just kept going. I love him.
0: Oh. Well done, well done. I've got uh, Miriam from the Old Testament, Aileen. That's because she loved a good tambourine, <laughs> and I love a good tambourine. Father Tony, do you have a favourite Old Testament saint? Uh,
2: uh, like Stefan, I love Jeremiah because, as somebody said, uh, Jeremiah was paranoid and he had reason to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were out to get him. <laughs> but, but what i also love about jeremiah is his initial reluctance to yeah. be a prophet he said i'm too young why are you picking on me yeah. you know there are far better people around than me i also like amos and hosea because they are two uh, sort of what we call minor prophets but they they each have a story to tell one One was was able to talk about his experience of an unfaithful wife coming back to him. And that was like God welcoming us back. And the other was able to talk from his experience as what we would now call a tree surgeon. So I I love the, the world from which these people were drawn. Yeah.
0: Oh, guys. Father Stefan, Father Tony, listeners, Hashed, Aileen, we have run out of time. Arrgh. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for questions of faith today. Thank you for those of you that have emailed. Facebooked, sent, anyway, you did, your questions. Thank you for her and Aileen for being at the deck with me and asking questions as well. This will be rebroadcast and uh, do know if it is being rebroadcast, you can't call into the studio. But you can always write info at uk, text, WhatsApp, or check us out on the website and you can give us your questions. Father tony to finish this program today and to send us off nicely into our next day could you finish our program with a prayer
2: of course i will lord we thank you for this opportunity to share together with one another in these questions of faith there are so many questions that we have in our minds some of which are unresolved some of which remain a puzzle, some of which are clarified for us. Teach us never to be afraid to come forward and to seek guidance from those who may know more. Help us never to worry if not everything is clear, because our whole life is a journey towards you and a journey of discovery and of uh, of being caught up in your life. We make these and all our prayers in the name and power of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.